welcome to the Dogs with Devin podcast, where you can learn the best ways to become the perfect pup parent. Hello, pup parents, and welcome to today's episode of Dogs with Devin. My name is Devin. I am very excited to be talking to you today about a topic that might be plaguing you. Yes, I use the word plaguing because it's that bad for so many pup parents. We're going to talk about puppy biting, expectations, how to deal with it, and how to keep your sanity. Before we get to that, we're going to do our segment, Pup Dates in the World. Oh man, this one is amazing. So um, a family was visiting uh, so this family was from Washington and they were visiting Montana and they were staying at a dog friendly hotel and they went to some type of car show or something like that. And their border collie named Katie got out. Their seven year old border collie got out. They came home uh, after a day at the car show and their border collie had gotten out. And of course, obviously they dropped everything to find their dog because who wouldn't do that? And they actually spent 57 days. Um, the dog mom ended up quitting her job and they searched for 57 days in this Montana community to find their dog. So, and yes, they did find her. I, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. They found her, which is awesome. So I love this story for a couple reasons. Number one, it shows that their dog was seven years old. No matter how old our dogs get, sometimes they get into mischief. Sometimes they do things that they're not supposed to. And that is kind of part of being a, a pup parent, right? Is having that understanding that sometimes our dogs are just going to do things that we don't want them to. Um, I'm sure their dog was pretty well trained if it was, you know, good enough to be staying in a hotel and, you know, they were traveling with their dog. And, you know, it sounds like from what the story says, there was a thunderstorm that maybe kind of spooked their dog and somehow she managed to unlatch the door and get out of the hotel. Um, so that that's one point that I just I think it's important to remember is that dogs are dogs and they, no matter how well we train them, like sometimes they do things that we don't want them to. They make mistakes and, and they do things that we think, man, why would they do that? But to them, it totally makes sense. So, you know, the dog was probably scared and wanted to find her pup parents. Um, and she was in a different environment. And number two, just the power of human dog relationships, man, it is amazing. Like every day that goes by in my life, I have three dogs and every day that goes by, I just, feel so lucky to have dogs. I I hope you feel that way too. Like I want to start this podcast on a positive note that like the relationship that we can build with our dogs, it's second to none. Like I, I know people who don't have dogs don't understand this. And you know, those people aren't listening to this podcast, number one. And number two, they just forget them, right? Like once you have a dog and you go through the heartache sometimes and the struggle and put in the time and the effort to raise them and help them be well behaved and feed them and groom them and cut their nails and brush their teeth and like all these things that you do for a dog, right? Some people, it sounds crazy, but to us dog folk, to us crazy dog people, I, I label myself kind of a crazy dog person, right? I have three dogs. Like who does that? Um, it's amazing though. It is such a good relationship. And I am just like, I hope you, I hope you find moments every day to just be grateful for it. And just like, love your dog and make your dog happy and like give your dog a hug. Like that's probably the only crime I've ever committed 
in my life towards a dog is just hugging them too much, right? Like just giving them too much love. And you know what? Send me to pup jail if that's the case. All right, here we go. We're jumping into puppy biting tips. I know this is a tough one for a lot of people. I know a lot of you are, um, you're raising a puppy right now, a young puppy. And, you know, the puppy biting's hard. People call them land sharks, whatever, like the razor sharp teeth. It's tough. It really is. I, it's tough. I feel you. So I'm going to give you five tips on how to overcome. Well, let me reword that on how to minimize puppy biting. So before we even go to those tips, we need to set expectations with the puppy biting, right? If any of you are following along with Zach George's uh, series on YouTube where he's raising his puppy inertia right now, um, he just came out with a video um, about how he you know, has had his dog for three, four weeks and he's a professional dog trainer and his dog still bites, right? Like we need to understand that, that like your dog is going to bite. It's how they explore the world. It's how they navigate. It's how they understand things around them. So number one is just setting realistic expectations that you are not going to overcome puppy biting overnight. It will not happen. <clears throat> if you want an overnight result, you're not going to find it. Stop listening to this podcast. Just, you're not going to find it. It doesn't exist. Okay. That's not how it works. So, okay. The five, five tips, uh, I'll go through them real quick and then I'll go a little bit more in depth on each one. Number one, is rewarding restraint. Number two is redirecting to chewing. Number three is redirecting to training. Number four is removing yourself. And number five is puppy playdates. So let's dive into those. Number one, rewarding restraint. A lot of times with our, I've talked about this a lot, how we get so hung up on what our dog is doing wrong and, and the instances where they're doing things that drive us crazy that we forget to reward the positive moments. We forget to reward the moments where, hey, last week my dog was nibbling on my you know, shoes and, and biting at my shoelaces. And this week when I stood up from the couch, they didn't do that. You need to reward that. You need to reinforce that positive moment of, look, you did something I want. I'm letting you know, we cannot forget that. We cannot underestimate the power of rewarding the positive moments, rewarding the, the restraint that our dogs show. And, and as time goes on, you'll start to see where, you know, your dog will, they'll get kind of hyper and they'll go to maybe nibble on your hand and they'll they'll pull themselves back for just a second. And we've got to be ready to reward that. We have to be ready. It is vital for teaching our dogs to not bite. Um, and, or when they lick or when they do something that's like good with their mouth, right? Like they come and bring you a toy or they start chewing on a, on a toy or on a, you know, a rope or whatever, like reward those moments. Do not let them slip by. Um, because you know, in as, as much as like any behavior is about you know, teaching our dogs when they are doing something wrong and like quote unquote correcting it. It's so much more about like finding the positive moments and reinforcing them because that's such like a fundamental thing for positive reinforcement is like positively reinforcing the correct moments. Okay. Number two is re redirecting to chewing. So, you know, I, I uh, recently went on a trip and we, we went, we were up at uh, one of my wife's family friends and they kind of have like a, a farm area and they have a dog that is mostly an outside dog and it doesn't have a lot of like human interaction, still a puppy. And man, it, that pup loved to nibble. Like it was just, it just loved to like nibble on your hands and bite on it. Like it didn't understand that. Right. Like it didn't under have that level of understanding yet. And so I just spent so much time like with that dog. Cause it was such a cute dog. And like, I'm a dog person and I hang out with dogs. And I was like, just having like, like having to constantly find like a 
like something to just redirect this dog to. Like sometimes there's just a water bottle or whatever it was, but like they would go to bite and you read, like you just put something else in their mouth that is okay for them to bite on. And you like make that a positive experience. And that's where the power of like chew toys and like edible dog chews, like beef tendons or Himalayan chews or whatever it might be. Um, you know, some people use bully sticks, like redirecting to those things to like help them understand, like, you know, you give them the no word when they start biting and then you just redirect them, to, redirect them to chewing. So that's number two. And number three is redirecting to training. So here, here, here's like a, a thing that happens, right? You, you're sitting down, you're hanging out and your pup comes up to you and they start nibbling on your whatever. And, and you, you instantly, you're like a little bit frustrated, but here's something you can try. Have some treats nearby, have them ready. You should always have treats ready to reward and to jump into like impromptu training sh- sessions. I just did a snap. I think you can hear that, right? That means impromptu training session. Um, you redirect into some training. You get them, you know, if they're nibbling on you, you, you use the treat to kind of lure them away from the nibble and you, you get them into a, a sit and, and then maybe a down and then a stay. And then you reward that and you make it this positive, fun experience. And then maybe you, you know, give them a chew toy to, to chew on, or, or you give them, you know, something else to do besides chew on you. So like in the instance, like you redirecting to training and then you find something else for them to do. Um, and a lot of times, um, not, not always for sure, but a lot of times when our dogs are nipping at us or biting, like sometimes they do want to play, they, they're a little bored. And so sometimes you just need to give them a little bit more playtime. Um, number four is removing yourself. Um, so this one, it's an interesting one because you need to be consistent with it, right? If, if sometimes when your dog bites on you, you just sit there and like handle it. And other times you remove yourself. Like you need to find a level of consistency because yeah, sometimes you are going to redirect to chewing or, you know, other training and then that's good. But sometimes, um, you know, for instance, if, if you've redirected and it just continues to happen, sometimes you just need to remove yourself from the situation, give them your no word, as I like to call it, which is either just no or, ah, or whatever you use. It doesn't, you're not yelling at them. You're not getting mad. You just marking for them. Like, look, that was incorrect. And you just remove yourself from the situation. Maybe they are put out of the room. They're not in the play, you know, you put them in a playpen or you just, you go into another room and close the door and stay in there for 30 seconds and give yourself time to breathe and not go crazy. Right. Like, um, you know, that's a topic that, you know, I covered in a previous podcast about the four quadrants of learning about how, you know, that's what we call negative punishment. You know, you're not hurting or hitting your dog. You're just you are removing something as a punishment. You're removing yourself, right? Because when a dog bites on you, nips on you, they're wanting your attention. And so if you remove yourself, you are basically telling them, hey, you did something I didn't like. You're getting a quote unquote consequence, you know, a quote unquote punishment, but don't think hitting or anything like that. You're just getting a consequence of, hey, you bit me. I didn't like it. And you're continuing to do it. We're not going to have interaction right now. Um, again, you have to be consistent with that, but I can tell you that it works. I can tell you that um, it is a very, very quick lesson for our dogs of, okay, I did something wrong. I need to figure out what it was. And over time, they start to understand, okay, when I go bite, I lose interaction with my human who I love so much, you know? So, uh, and number five is puppy play dates. And I know that's not like necessarily a, hey, my dog is biting me. I'm going to do a puppy play date right this minute. But the more that you can get your dog exposed to other dogs, especially other puppies, 
number one, it's going to get them tired out. Number two, it's going to help them learn like what's okay and what's not okay for biting. Um, and number three, it's just a good interaction for you as, as a human, right? Like you get to interact with someone else and who's going through the, maybe the puppy blues or they're struggling with the puppy biting and you guys can talk about what's working and what's not working. And it's just, it's a good opportunity. I am such a big advocate of puppy play dates. When my dogs were puppies, uh, luckily for my younger dog, Scout, she had her older sister, Sunny. And so they had puppy play dates at home all the time. Um, but we would still set up other, you know, play dates with other pups that were close to their age. And we knew they got along with and could play with each other. And we were there to monitor them, but it just made such a big difference. So, um, those are five tips. I know those were quick, but man, I'm telling you, if you stick to these five things and if you are consistent and if you are just like, you go at it. Like you, you, you focus hard on these things. Like you are going to find success. Like I said, it's not going to end overnight. It is going to take time. Um, the goal isn't to necessarily get rid of the behavior in X amount of days or weeks. It's more to minimize it and teach correct behaviors. So again, those five tips, um, are as follows. Number one, reward restraint and good moments. Number two, redirect to chewing. Number three, redirect to training. Number four, remove yourself. And number five, puppy play dates. Um, if you follow these things, you are going to have a much, much better experience, um, raising your pup and you will be able to minimize the puppy biting. Again, I say this every episode. If you have questions, if you need extra help, if you want to talk to someone, whatever it is, email me dogswithdevin at gmail.com. D-E-V-I-N uh, is how you spell Devin. Um, and I'll, I'll get back to you. I'm telling you right now, I will get back to you. Um, you can go read reviews from other people and they'll tell you that I get back to them. So uh, if you need extra help, send an email. Um, additionally, please, please, please review the podcast wherever you're listening, whether you're listening on you know, Apple podcasts or Spotify or whatever it is, however your platform works, please leave a review. Um, it really helps these tips get into other people's hands. And if you feel so inclined, please share my podcast, um, to other pup parents. Um, I love, I love interacting with you guys. I've, I've emailed back and forth with a lot of you pup parents and really love that experience. So, um, again, email, if you have questions, share this podcast, leave a review. I appreciate it so much. Uh, And thanks again for listening. And above all, go out and love your dog.